welcome to the Townsend Institute podcast series, Tips, a show produced by the Townsend Institute at Concordia University, Irvine. This podcast provides tips into leadership, coaching, and counseling topics aimed at helping listeners grow in both their personal and professional lives. I'm Dr. John Townsend, psychologist, organizational consultant, and author of over 30 books, including the New York Times bestselling Boundaries series. I'm also the founder of the Townsend Institute, and I'm excited to introduce your podcast hosts, Townsend Institute Program Directors, Dr. Ashley Andrew and Dr. Gilbert Fugit. Welcome. Uh, today, Ashley and I get to interview one of our friends and colleagues, Dr. Joy Pfeiffer, and she holds a Doctor of Philosophy, PhD in Counseling and Counselor Education from the University of North Carolina at Greensboro. Her, she also has a master's of science and specialist in education, dual degree in couple and family counseling, a bachelor of science in business and administration, a bachelor of arts and dance studies, all from University of North Carolina, Greensboro. You, you have to get like customer of the year, probably. So, um, <laughs> and currently she serves as a national certified counselor and a licensed clinical mental health counselor in the state of North Carolina, treating individuals, couples and families and outpatients. Uh, private agency setting. She maintains special training in emotionally focused couples therapy, EFT, and um, trauma-specific training as a certified clinical trauma professional through the International Association of Trauma Professionals. In her clinical practice, she promotes the power of counseling relationship in that it has unique potential to serve as a catalyst for individual insight, progressive change, and overall mental health wellness. Um, you, um, she enjoys social dancing with her husband and attending live concerts in her free time. Uh, Joy enjoys traveling, watching movies full of suspense and drama and spending <laughs> clo- time with close friends and family. Welcome. Thank you for having me. I'm Welcome. so excited to be here. Welcome, Joy. We're so excited you're here. I almost just want to help hear Gilbert repeat that three times faster. Oh my goodness the list of credentials. Uh, We are just so blessed to have you part of our Townsend team. Uh, You bring, as we've all heard, a breadth of experience, not just in counselor education, but even beyond that, I must say you have got to be probably the most well-versed colleague on our team. Um, So we're so excited to have you here today. Thank you so much for having me. So today's topic of conversation um, is something that is pretty near and dear to your heart, or at least a a pretty significant part of your weight load here as a professor in the Townsend Institute, and that's internship. Um, You have the privilege, um, or maybe sometimes not the so privileged, to work alongside (laughs) some of our students through their internship and fieldwork experiences. Um, And so we're just excited to hear um, your feedback and and what recommendations you have for students and uh, internship supervisors, um, and just excited for what you can share with us here today. So to begin, the first question we'd like to ask for you is, what do you consider to be the goal of an internship experience? Absolutely. I'm happy to answer that first question. And again, thank you all so much for having me today. Um, So, so passionate about uh, working with students and supervisors in um, the internship capacity. So to answer the question, I think the goal of, you know, any internship experience, and this is something that I stress quite a bit um, in, in the role that I'm in here at Townsend as field coordinator, 
but just to all my students is the the importance of gaining a real world um, experience um, in terms of what what the application of the content that you're learning really looks like in the real world. And I think that sometimes there can be a disconnect um, between kind of book knowledge, right? Like kind of what you learn day to day in the classroom and then how it's actually applied in a real world setting. Of course, there is a lot of overlap, um, but sometimes it can be difficult to really apply the knowledge, um, everything that you're learning and reading about and hearing about from your professors. Um, you know, how does that translate to a real world work environment, right, that um, we're preparing you for? And so I think the goal really is for, from a student perspective, is for you to get a real, genuine, authentic taste for what, you know, I'm learning about in the classroom is actually going to look like in the real world. Of course, there are so many breadth and depth of experiences, different organizations and companies that students may work for right now, one internship looks alike across the board, but you can get more of a general feel for, for what to expect, right, when graduation comes. Um, and I also think for organizations, right, those um, employers that are going to be hiring, you know, they get to get a kind of fresh look at um, graduates who are coming out of school, um, what their potential employees could look like, um, right? And it can be kind of a, a win-win, uh, you know, type of situation for both. And so um, just really gaining that real-world application experience, I think, is, is really, you know, the ultimate goal for, for students especially. So, Joy, Forbes, they, they put an article out the other day, and it said, you know, when they talked about internships, it says, in theory, internships are supposed to result in win-win opportunities for both young people and organizations looking to connect with up-and-coming workers. Young professionals get a leg up on their career while the company benefits from fresh talent. What do you think? Do you think this is uh, the case for many organizations? I think so. I think so, Gilbert. In my experience, I do think, I think ideally the goal you know, is um, is for it to be a win-win situation, right? That student gets real, you know, um, real-world experience before they graduate, which I think that's that's the key is, okay, well, before I actually enter this career formally, after graduation, I got to get to get my foot in the door and actually apply what I'm learning while I'm still in school, um, really to get a feel of, you know, okay, I've been learning about this stuff, but is it really a good fit for me? Um, is it something that I really can see myself doing every day, um, which can be an added benefit? And a lot of times I hear if the student does well in the internship, it may very well be an opportunity to become employed mm. officially um, after the internship is over, right? So they kind of have an immediate job option um, right after um, graduation. For the employer, again, it should be a win-win opportunity for them too, because um, in some instances, you know, again, they're getting opportunity to interact with fresh talent, right, as the article kind of talks about. Um, another potential benefit, right, is right for them, they're getting potentially free or low-cost labor that a lot of uh, organizations may benefit from, even though we, we may not like to acknowledge that, but right, the, the student is adding um, 
adding an additional layer of service or an asset, hopefully to that organization that right they, they didn't have beforehand. Um, and, and getting a chance to interact with, you know, potential people, right? They get to kind of try on a potential employee, right? Before actually officially hiring them. Um, and so ultimately, should everything go well, I do think that it's a win-win type of situation. And even if it doesn't work out, let's say from the student's perspective, even if I go into an internship and it doesn't work out the way that I thought, and my kind of professional and personal opinion, that's still a win because you got knowledge about yourself that you didn't have before, right? You got, uh, it's still a learning experience either way because you learn that, okay, this isn't something that I want to pursue. And while maybe, you know, you could view that as, oh, I've wasted my time or I wasted my money, et cetera, et cetera, that's still information that you didn't know beforehand, right? So then now you can take that information and tailor that and adjust your path based on, right, what's going to be the best fit for you. Um, I also feel that a lot of the skills that we acquire, whether or not we end up using them professionally forever or not, are transferable. Mm -hmm. So all the skills and knowledge that I've gained, for example, if I was pursuing a career as a counselor, if I decide what, you know, maybe this isn't really the best fit for me. Well, I've still gained so much valuable knowledge mm -hmm. that can perhaps be transferable in my personal and professional life. Right. That's a, and then, yeah, that's a good point. Joe. What, what do you think are some transferable skills that they would take with them? Absolutely. Well, here at the Townsend Institute, you know, you know that we focus a lot on personal character development you know, so all of the things that we learn about ourselves, you know, things like self-awareness, being receptive to feedback, um, learning how to be professional, um, learning how to deal with the good and the bad, um, learning how to confront appropriately, um, just uh, just overall, you know, learning learning how to be professional, right? How to send emails correctly, you know, all these kind of little things sometimes that we may overlook. In addition to like the, you know, the actual content knowledge um, can be extremely transferable um, in any work setting and even in our personal lives. And so I think that's, that's really, really invaluable. Yeah, that's a great point. Thanks, Joy. Really great points, Joy. I like where you talked going back again to kind of the win-win experience. Um, I know I had a professor in undergrad who said part of college especially is more important sometimes is finding out what you don't want to do and what you don't like rather than right. what you do. So you mentioned that. And, and like you said, there's a lot of um, uh, kind of getting your feet wet from the internship side, from the intern side, and then the supervisor side, trying to look for that fit. You know, and especially in our organizational leadership program, and, and I know counseling and executive coaching touch on this a bit, but we talk a lot about culture and how important that is. And so that gives an intern an opportunity to try on for size a particular company or organization and vice versa. Yes. And it's more than just an academic or a knowledge or skills-based fit, but it's culture too. Right. And how key that is. Absolutely. So I love that. I love that. Well, I have another question for you. And this, I want to be a little okay. bit of story time because as someone okay. who has had an internship experience and been on the intern side, 
but now overseeing a whole bunch of interns and communicating with internship supervisors and so on, we want to know what is one of the best or perhaps unique internship experiences you've heard of? That's a great question, Ashley. I think that there, there are, there are a lot that I think about, but I think, um, I'll, I'll start with, um, with some of the internship experiences that I've been privileged kind of to oversee a little bit since being in this role. I think internship experiences, it may not be just one particular experience, but when I hear students talk about um, diversity of experience, and so um, organizations that provide, um, you know, really specialized or specific forms of counseling and therapy, for example. Um, There's a caveat to that because here in the counseling program in particular, we want students to get kind of a breadth and depth of experience. We don't want them to get too specialized too quickly. Um, And, you know, and other disciplines, you know, becoming more specialized and seeking um, an internship that is more um, specialized may be encouraged. But at least in my role, I think Uh, really unique opportunities that I've seen where students can get, for example, um, combinations of experiences where they get to work at a place where they get to see a little bit of everything. And then they also perhaps maybe supplement their experiences um, with uh, experiences that are very unique and and different. For example, um, students that may pursue um, a practicum or internship experience where um, they get to work with animals, right? So, so equine therapy, animal assistant, ther- uh, animal assisted therapy. Um, How awesome! <laughs> yes, and that was actually one of the um, uh, equine therapy opportunities. Actually, came uh, via referral from Dr. Townsend himself. Oh, um, I love it! So, whenever we're able to, uh, Dr. Townsend sits on a number of different boards of directors with different organizations across the country. And so when we're able to kind of coordinate that relationship um, and it works out and requirements and everything work out, that's also very, very special. Um, I've had students work with, you know, individuals, um, particularly in our field, trauma is very prevalent. And so um, students who have worked with organizations with individuals who are escaping uh, trauma from being in a cult, for example, that's really, um, wow. sounds really daunting and maybe a little scary, um, but also really interesting mm-hmm. um, to be able to work with a, with a particular population um, that's very, very specialized. And so the combination of breadth and depth with maybe more unique experiences like the ones that I've mentioned, mm-hmm. um, I think, you know, can work really, really well together. Wow. Thanks for sharing. Yeah. I want to go back and, and intern <laughs> again. These are, these are sounding like a fascinating, fascinating opportunities. Yeah. I think I missed the line for like the equine therapy one or working with Colts. I, I didn't, <laughs> I didn't see that one, you know? So I, uh, that's, that's, that's really, uh, Fantastic that we have those opportunities and that students are willing to to jump into that. So uh, that's definitely would take a, um, a special student to to want to do that. So absolutely, we we think about okay, we're gonna you're gonna go to internship or if you're a supervisor, hey, I, I want to make the best we can, the best learning experience. Mm-hmm. What though is one of the biggest or most common mistakes that interns make when they go into an internship? That 
interns make? I think when students first go into internship, I think the first thing that comes to mind is that they are weighing uh, their level of autonomy, the their level of assertiveness, um, and knowledge, right, going into a new organization, you know, perhaps for the very first time. And so I think that there can be a dynamic where maybe the intern is timid, quiet, maybe not as assertive as they should be, perhaps if they're not getting their needs met. Um, you know, different internships have different requirements here in the counseling program. Uh, for example, that student is required to meet with their supervisor once a week for an hour. And that is, should be dedicated time to them where they can ask questions, they can speak up, you know, they can consult about cases, things like that. And different programs may have different requirements. But the essence of the mistake, I think, can come in when perhaps that student doesn't feel comfortable speaking up. Um, you know, maybe they feel a little bit less confident about the knowledge that they do have. Um, maybe they're observing a dilemma in the workplace, something unethical or um, something that doesn't quite sit right with them, but they're just an intern, right? They they don't have that experience yet, and maybe they feel fearful or anxious about speaking up. And then sometimes those those experiences can right become harmful, right? Things kind of progress over time, right? The you know we may not know about it and can't intervene. And that student may end up really, really struggling um, in that internship experience. And so I think, you know, we don't want to be overly confident, right? And overly, um, you know, not humble in our approach and, you know, kind of act like a know-it-all, right? We don't want to convey that. But as an intern, you do have knowledge. You do have experience. You do have something to offer. And so the balance of knowing when and how to appropriately speak up and really take advantage in a professional way of, you know, if your needs aren't being met, if you're not being treated fairly, you know, things like that, that I think are important for interns to, to learn how to navigate appropriately. Those are great recommendations, Joy. And I mean, you talk about there's a fine line there. There's really a clear boundary between, yeah, going in with that humility of I'm here to learn, I'm here to mentor, I'm here to shadow. But at the same time, right, you've, you've got your education and your credentials and your experience. And like you said, um, interns have a lot to contribute. So um, I can see uh, how that really plays into where we, we talk sometime in the literature about power dynamics at play and what that looks yes. like um, in different different areas. That, that's awesome. So kind of a, a piggyback off of that, what would be your recommendations then, some of the best things an intern can do to prepare? Absolutely. A couple of things come to mind. I think, again, going in with that attitude of, Humility, but appropriate confidence, right? Um, the balance of, again, and it can be a fine line, but I think being able to exude and to verbally communicate that I am open to learning, right? I am receptive to feedback. Um, I don't know everything. Um, communicates an attitude that you're teachable. And I think regardless of any discipline you're in, the organization that you're working and interning with, they want to know that you're receptive to feedback and that you're teachable. Even if you don't know everything, um, that there's an attitude right, that you can learn and that you're open and, and, and receptive to that. At the same time, organizations don't want you to be too 
timid and too shy and too reserved, you know, to speak up and to demonstrate what, what you do know, right? And so not let the fear and the anxiety of the newness of the experience intimidate you to the point where you're not able to kind of exude that. I also think just general personal character um, and development goes a long way, even beyond content knowledge. So I can be an expert accountant or psychologist or a consultant or whatever, but if I'm not, you know, a nice person to work with, right? If I'm not self-aware, if I'm not, if I can't relate to people, if I can't confront appropriately, if I'm not professional in my dealings with others, it doesn't matter how much I know, no one's going to want to work with me, right? Because I can be a difficult person to work with for various reasons. And so the professional dispositions that we talk about in the Townsend Institute, um, especially here in the counseling program, I think really go a long way, right? Because we're learning that character development piece that makes us um, able to work with others, especially when we're talking about a work environment, unless you're working by yourself in a private practice Mm -hmm. or something like that, um, that's going to be really relevant, right? Because organizations, a lot of times you're working on a team, you're working with other people and organizations that part of that fit is finding, well, are you going to be a good fit for us? Are you going to get along well? with the team. And if there are things personally, Mm -hmm. a lot of times it's not necessarily the content that you're lacking. It's the content knowledge. It's um, your dispositional um, kind of character and your personality, right? Are you able to work well on a team? That's a, that goes into a really great point. We think about the teamwork aspect of it, Joy. Uh, Now I kind of want to flip it and okay. think about the supervisors. So okay. our internship supervisors, we're going to have listeners here who are mentoring interns, whether they're at uh, the Townsend Institute or, or somewhere else. Um, what recommendations do you have for them? Absolutely. Well, I think the biggest thing that comes to mind first is, um, first of all, do you really have the bandwidth and the time and the space to dedicate to effectively mentoring and supervising a student. Um, For a lot of supervisors, and I can speak to my own experiences, but it can take a lot of time and work and dedication to properly mentor a student, right? And so some of my experiences, right, supervisors are very busy people, Um, at the organizations they work at, right? They have a lot of responsibility. They have a lot of expertise, um, a lot of valuable knowledge to provide. But sometimes we see that they just may not have the time and the space. And so that would be one thing that I would ask a supervisor, you know, talk to me a little bit about um, your availability and how much dedication that you have to be able to pour into you know, a student or an intern. I also think that there can be some um, cautiousness in um, giving constructive feedback sometimes, or maybe that the constructive feedback may be out of balance. Either I give too much of it or not enough. And so what is that supervisor's level of comfort and balancing giving feedback that's positive right? Being able to to offer the intern concrete experiences where they're they're doing really well 
but places to improve. And sometimes in my experience, I tend to see more of, I don't want to give the constructive feedback too much because I don't want to get the student in trouble. I want them to be successful. Um, you know, oh, with more time and development, oh, but that's not really a big deal right now, things like that. And sometimes, sometimes that kind of spirals. And so I think supervision, um, you know, really has become one of my passion areas because I really love learning about how to develop that relationship with the student where I can pour into them and talk about all the wonderful strengths that they have, but to develop the relationship so it's strong enough to tolerate constructive feedback, right? Because if I don't know what I'm doing wrong, and if I don't have someone able to communicate, you know, communicate that with me well, then I may keep floundering and failing and, you know, get poor markings at the end of my experience that maybe I could have corrected. So I would just say, um, you know, making sure that you have bandwidth and capacity and don't be afraid to offer that constructive feedback because um, we really want to know, right, what we're doing well and how we can continue to improve because the fact of the matter is that we don't know everything and we need folks that are experts in the field to be able to give us that feedback. That's awesome, Joy. Great, great recommendations there, especially the piece of you want an intern to be successful. How are they eventually going to be successful if they're not able to make those improvements and corrections when needed? So that was awesome. You have shared so many nuggets of wisdom and experience and help for really both sides of this conversation here today, both the intern side, our listeners that are in an internship experience or preparing for one in the future, as well as supervisors and leaders and those that are, you know, looking to take on young talent or new talent. Um, if you could sum up what you've shared with us here today and maybe one, the biggest takeaway tip you have for us here on the Townsend Institute podcast, what would that tip be? Oh, it's, it's hard, but I would say if kind of looking at some of the things we talked about, um, I would say, especially for students, my takeaway would be to practice humble confidence, right? So again, that balance of I'm open, I'm receptive to learning, I'm teachable, I am eager to learn with also showing up professionally as though, right, you're going to be acting as one of those employees with all the other coworkers you're working with as an, as an intern, right? You do have knowledge. You do have experience. You do have something to add. So that balance of humility with also, um, you know, being appropriately confident and assertive in your role as an intern and, and balancing those two. That's what I was saying. Well, I really love that. Um, you know, Dr. Pfeiffer, I have to say in the time that we've had the privilege of working with you here at the Institute, you are both humble, confident, and really just a true joy to work with. So thank you so much for your time today. I know our listeners are going to thank you and, and we appreciate it so much. Thank you again. Thank you so much for having me. Take care, everybody. Special thanks to Gadessa Labawa, CY alumni, for the Tips Podcast Music. If you enjoy the Townsend Institute podcast series, head to our website, cuy.edu Townsend to find out more about the certificates or bachelor's, master's, or doctoral degrees offered through Concordia University, Irvine, with programs in organizational psychology, mental health counseling, executive coaching consulting, and organizational leadership, 
We have a variety of faith-based programs dedicated to helping you fulfill your academic and professional goals, all while further developing your competence and character. Again, that's cui.edu slash Townsend.